0: Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. Happy Father's Day to all of those fathers in the house online. Um, Arguably uh, the greatest day of the year. Uh, I mean, there's Christmas, obviously, and Easter's right up there. But Father's Day, it's got to be like just under that, right? Amen? You're hard to convince this morning. It's true. I made it up. I made it up. And listen, um, today is my youngest brother, Mark. It's his birthday. So he's watching online, no doubt. So can you say happy birthday to Mark? Say happy birthday, Mark. Yep. Yeah, my youngest brother, and, uh, and you know, we have a Mark in the house that's his birthday today as well, Mark Hancock. Give Mark a round of applause. Hey, your birthday, Father's Day, and what he loves, what he loves, is if, if you just give him a hug after the service. He would love that. Just give him a hug. He just, it melts him. It's awesome. But, you know, there's always mixed feelings, isn't there, on a day like today and, and you know, Father's Day. Some people, you know, reflect upon their own father and it can bring joy or it can bring a bit of sadness. And, and uh, the same, we can reflect on ourselves as fathers today and, and have a little bit of joy and a little bit of sadness as well. But the good news is that we can reflect on our heavenly father today and be thankful that he is for us. Amen. Be thankful that he has a God plan for your life. Be thankful that, that you know, whatever happens here on earth, he never fails. Yeah. He never fails. He's always for us. He's with us. The plan he has for your life is far greater than you will ever imagine. Now, we know that to be true. Jesus constantly referred to his father in Luke 10, 22. It says, all things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows who the Son is except the Father, and no one knows who the Father is except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. And Jesus was asked this question in John 8, 9. Where is your Father? And he replied, you do not know me or my Father. If you knew me, you would know My father also. So there was this father son connection all through Scripture, all through the life of Christ, and there's a constant interaction between them. He says in other scriptures, you know, that he never spoke a word that his father never told him to speak. And so there was this intimate connection with the father, there was a knowing. There was a knowing. There was like this, I just know. I, you know, as a kid you grow up and you know, you just know if I do that, dad's not going to be happy. <laughs> There's a knowing. There's a, it's an understanding that happens between a father and the children. And that formed the relationship between God and man. So the the goal of every one of us today, every person in the room, every believer is to reconnect with our Heavenly Father because He has a God plan. He has a God plan for each one of us. And you've got to understand God's heart for humanity. You've got to understand His heart for humanity and it can be best described as a parent and their child. As a parent, you want absolute best for your child, amen? I mean, you just want the best for your kids. You want a better life for your child than sometimes they even want for themselves. Amen, parents? You know, it's like they don't even, you, can, you want more for them than they can even imagine for themselves. So I want to look at one of the, uh, you know, most spoke about fathers in the Bible. If you turn to Luke chapter 15, Luke chapter 15, um, let's have a look at that. Uh, the parable of the lost son, read with me. No, I'll read, you listen. <laughs> Luke 15, 11, says, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to the father, father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided up his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got Together, all he had, and he set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth in wild living. Now, if we go down to verse 17, you know that went to custard, right? The kid took his wealth and went and had a, a, a huge, you know, full on party life, and it went to custard. And uh, we come to verse 17, it says, When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's servants have food to spare? was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to the servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Amen. We won't talk about the fatted calf, that bit of a sad ending. For the poor cow, you know. I'm a third generation butcher. I have absolutely no remorse. But you might, you know. I'd kill Bambi, you know. Seriously. If we get some nice cutlets out of that, you know. Being a butcher. Let's have a look at this, because this is really interesting. It's a story for every person on the planet needs to receive this. The first thing we've got to look at in verse 22, it says, but the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe. The best robe we're looking at this morning. The best robe literally means the first robe. The first robe. That, that is the one of the highest quality. It's a robe of the highest quality. It's the most valued possession in the house was brought. And this is very important. Very important for the father to reestablish the son's identity again as part of the family, establishes his identity. see in those days you could you could pretty much um, identify someone by what they wore. You know you saw a soldier they had a uniform. if you saw a you know even today a doctor or a, a nurse or a priest or something like that, you could identify who people are by what they wear. And it can establish an identity. You know, it's like, you know, you watch your kids and, you know, you start to see what they changed their clothes to begin to wear and you know if they're moving into rebellion or not. Amen? You know that. You know that. You say, why why are you wearing your hair like that? Well, why have you, you know, where would you get those? Like, you know, it's like you can start to see them break out, branch out. It's, it's, it develops an identity but this son the thing I like about it he didn't even get to finish the speech he didn't even get to finish it you know all of this you know he'd he'd, he'd, he'd left the pig pen and he'd gone home and he's rehearsing you know what I'm saying he's rehearsing now I'm going to tell dad like okay dad I'm not worthy I'm not worthy to be your son I'll be your servant I'll be a servant. Just give me a roof over my head. I'm sick of eating that pig food, you know. Just give me three squares and, uh, and you know, uh, uh, meals a day and, and I'll work. You know, he's rehearsing this, you know, like men. You know that when you're coming home and, uh, you know, there might not be the most pleasant atmosphere you're facing when you get there. You're rehearsing, aren't you? You know, you're rehearsing the reason um, why it happened the way it did. Father didn't even listen to it. Father, father wasn't even interested. He said, Quick, get the robe. Get the robe. We need to establish this boy's identity back in the house, back in the family. So important that the father removed those filthy rags and that identified him with the peak pen because this son was now born into a higher calling. See, this son was born into a high calling. He no longer had the filthy rags of the pig pen. They had to go. Dad had to get rid of those. And he puts this new robe, this new identity upon him. Paul puts it this way in Galatians chapter 3, 26, 27. It says, So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you were baptized in Christ, have clothed yourselves with Christ. You've clothed yourselves with Christ see there was an identity change the day you were born again there was an identity change the day you were born again you clothed yourself with Christ the first robe and you presented a new identity of a higher calling I don't know whether we really understand that Brother and sister today, I don't know whether we really understand that. But when we were born again, when we came to the Father's house and identified as his son or his daughter, and that robe, that clothing of Christ upon us, changed who we were and who we become. The Father's given the opportunity for a brand new start. A brand new start. My heart for you today, my desire for you today is that you don't squander that. You don't squander that. You don't get the robe and then, you know, one foot in the, in the Father's house, one foot in the pig pen. Amen? God's got more for you than that. He's got more for you than that. He's got better for you than that. 1 Corinthians 13, 11 says, When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. What are we saying today? Raise the bar. Come on, raise the bar. Lift the lever. Lift the level. Give yourself something to live up to. Amen? Something to live up to. Lift a standard over your own life. No, I've got a robe on. I'm clothed in Christ. I've got no more filthy rags. They don't identify who I am. Amen? Lift the bar. Raise the standard. Live up to. Give yourself something to live up to. Live up to the God plan for your life. It's not about works. It's about identity. It's about identity. Don't live down. Amen? Christ died for more than that. Don't live down. Live up. Live up to what he's got for you, the God plan in your life. Secondly, we look at the ring. In 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 verse twenty two, you know, they brought the best robe and they put it on him. They put a ring on his finger. Now this is incredibly important. Because in that day they didn't have checkbooks. They didn't have ATMs. You know, they couldn't transfer money on the on the internet. No, the way of financial transaction was that that you know they would have a a, a signature in a ring like this a signature in a ring and they would, they would stick it in mould and wax right that would be a family seal that would be a family crest that would be a family signature so the person who carried the ring had great authority had great authority to buy or sell in the, in the name of the father I mean, think about it this is a kid that squandered it this is a kid that took his inheritance and went and squandered it I mean what was the father thinking don't you know this kid's reputation don't you know what he, what he did you know he's proven himself he's not worthy of this but you know the father gave him something to live up to I'm not, I'm not judging you on your past. I'm going to raise the banner. Why? Because I know there's more in you. There's more in you. You're better than that. Yeah, you made some mistakes and haven't we all? But you know what? God's got a greater plan for your life. Live up to it. Live up to it. Be proud of it. He was giving him the authority to live up to that God plan. doesn't make you any better than anybody else. We're no better than anybody else, but it does give us the authority of the Father the authority of the Father. I love it when the when the 72 disciples come back. You remember that story in Scripture? They came back praising God for the miracles that they performed. They went out, they cast out demons, they healed people, you know, they raised the dead, they came back, they were pumped. They saw Jesus do that and, you know, that was pretty cool. But for them to actually see God move in their life with great authority and power, that, that, that just blew their mind. That just blew their mind. In Luke 10, 18, 19, Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Now, obviously, we're talking in a spiritual context here today. You need to know that. If you want to walk out and step on a brown snake, it will kill you. All right? It will kill you. We're not talking about that. We're talking about principalities and powers. We're talking about, you know, that there's, there's two realms in this world. Don't be deceived. Don't there's, there's the kingdom of darkness and there's the kingdom of light. Amen? And there's a constant war that goes on for your soul. That's the truth. That's the truth. And there will be this battle that goes on. And what he's saying is that, is that, when you become a believer and we put that ring upon your finger that you have the authority to be able to stand up and to speak to that kingdom of darkness and it must obey. It must decline, not not by by my goodness, but by the sacrifice that Christ made. That not only am am I covered with Christ, but I have the authority of the Father. To speak life and life to the full it means we're not powerless. We're not powerless. It's not hopeless. You know, you need to get onto the podcast and listen to Pastor Larry's message last Sunday night and uh, Pastor Steve Jobs' message the Sunday night before, because they were talking about overcoming adversity. See, we want a life that has no adversity. We want it easy. That's not living, folks. Living is when adversity comes and I overcome it because I have an authority. I have a backbone. I have a higher calling upon my life. I have a God plan that he's given me the authority to live up to. Amen. This, this year we were challenged. To grow, challenge to grow. Grow personally and grow as a church. And you need to take hold of that authority. You need to take hold of that authority to live up to the God plan for your life. God's got better for you than, than you think. Amen? He's got more for you than you're willing to accept. But if you'll surrender it, if you surrender your will for his will, your life will be transformed. I'm telling you, you, you'll understand what living is all about. You need to take hold of that authority. Because I'll tell you, number three, number three today, the sandals. incredibly important the robe they gave him was a new identity the ring they gave him was the authority to do business in the father's name and the sandals were for him to get to work you see in the culture in those days and even in India when we go to India all the time you know when you go to someone's house you actually take your shoes off right you you put your sandals at the front door and you get you don't walk in someone's house with shoes right you take them off to go into the house. So the whole concept of this is that you're not given sandals to be sitting around the house all day. Amen? You're given sandals to wear them so you get to work. This Bible is given sandals not to stay inside and, and sit in the couch, but no, no to go out and to, to be productive for the, for the kingdom. Productive for, for God. The Father was giving his son a purpose for life. A purpose for life. And he was teaching him the power of work. I read this the other day. Work is one of God's best gifts to mankind. Without it, almost all men will be ruined. Work is high, work has high therapeutic value. It affects us physically, mentally morally emotionally and spiritually you know we spend most of our lifetime to get out of work you know work is good for us work gives us purpose work gets the blood flowing amen blood flowing through, not sitting there coagulating no flowing you know i i think about my dad you know father's day i think about my dad and and Donna, my sister's here, she'll, she'll verify what I say, but my dad wasn't a great dad, to be honest. He, he, he wasn't a great dad. He, he went to work before we woke up every morning. I mean, he was gone at five in the morning. And uh, he'd come home, you know, after the pub shut at 10 o'clock at night, right? So that was, so we are in bed most days. We are in bed at 10, 11 at night, Donna Hay. And uh, so we never really got to see Dad uh, at all till Sunday morning. remember remember Sunday morning Sunday morning, Dad would empty out the fridge and he'd make what he called a concoction, and it was onion gravy on toast, but it had everything in it. We wasted nothing in our house. let me tell you so i don't, don't know how long it sat there, but if you put enough onion in it <laughs> you you wouldn't know, okay. And so Sunday morning dad would get up and he would make this concoction and the fry pan and stir it all around, put it all in, stir it around, put it on some toast, and, and we'd sit around and have breakfast with dad. That's the only time we spent with our dad. But I learned two things from my dad. My dad loved us. It wasn't, it wasn't something you could register in time, but it you could register his heart. My dad loved us, right? He had his own problems and his own reasons for the lifestyle that he lived. But, but we knew as kids that he loved us. And secondly, he knew how to work. You see, when I, I left school at grade 10 and, and I, was, I went to the Meatworks, and I used to work with my dad. And so we would get up at, I don't know what, what ungodly hour of the morning Dad would have a cup of tea and, and off we'd go to work. And it was still black. It was still pitch black in the middle of the night. And, and we would go to work and I, I'd see my dad, you know, sort of breakfast was morning tea, smoke go, like that was, your, that was your breakfast. And I saw my dad as sick, as sick, as sick, almost vomiting, he was so sick, with a hangover. And yet he went to work every day. He went to work every day. He never missed a day. He taught us how to work. And you know, the seven kids, hey Donna, seven kids, we may not be the sharpest tool in the, in, in the shed, but mate, we know how to work. You know, my, my brother Mark, um, I've never seen him without a job. I've actually seen him, if he got unemployed, you know what he would do the next day? He would find an industrial area, park his car and go from building to building to building to building and say, you need to employ me. This would be good for your company if I'm on your staff. You need to employ me. He'd go from business to business to business. He'd have a job that day. Never fail. Donna true, hey, never fail. He'd never come home without a job. Why? Because he was prepared to work. I thought of to my other brother this week, Andrew, my older one. And he gets a call. <laughs> Get this. He gets a call from um, Yale University in America. And they want to employ him. And he's like, what's this about? Yale and Princeton University want him to look after all of their alumni. Now, I don't even know how you get a job like that or how you even look at a job like that, but but he gets his phone call and he said to me, he said, you know, I'm 75, I'm retired. They said, no, we don't care. We don't care, we want you. And he was recommended by President Carter because he's looked after Princess Diana, he's looked after Princess Anne, He's looked after Jimmy Carter and his wife, and, and um, Ronald Reagan and his wife, and and so, his name is, is bandied around in those places for one reason. He's not afraid of work. Not afraid of work, folks. I've got to tell you, it's it's the it's your greatest friend. And this is the message the Heavenly Father wants to get across to every son and daughter here today. Put your shoes on. Put your shoes on and get to work. Amen. Put your shoes on and get to work. You see, in, in, uh, in, in Matthew 28, the very last words that Jesus spoke in this, in this passage of Scripture, He says all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Can I tell you why Christians fall away? I'll tell you why Christians fall away. Take the shoes off. Sit in church. This is their whole Christian world. This is their whole destiny. And I've got to tell you, church, it'll fail you. It will let you down. Because it was never the God plan for your life. Coming to church is vital, but it's not the God plan for your life. Putting your shoes on getting out there and working for the kingdom, amen, is your destiny, it's your purpose. And purpose is real important. If you're not living with purpose, then you're losing. Ask yourself the question, who else in my world is blessed because I wear that robe? because I've got that ring on my finger, because I've got those sandals on my feet. Who else in in my workplace, in in my schoolyard, in, in, in anywhere that I go, everywhere I go, who else is blessed because of Christ in me? Amen. You live with purpose, you live long. You live long. And you know the good news? There's plenty of work your family friends first time acquaintances it doesn't matter they all need Christ and in the world in which we live in in the hour which we, in the stupidity that we live in don't start me please we need Christ in this day more than ever and he's in you and he's in me amen Honour the Father. Live up to the God plan for your life. Make a difference wherever you go. Amen. And I tell you, you get younger every year. Younger every year living with purpose. Let me pray for you this morning. Father, thank you. Thank you that you love us more than we can imagine. Your, Your plan for us is greater, greater than... Than we could ever dream Lord that we are the only one holding it back we are the only one with our shoes off when you've got a greater path for us to walk touch our hearts this Father's Day 2023 make it a day where we you say you know what I'm a hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent. I thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let me let me talk to some guys here. That some folks here today that you know, you need to come home. You you need to come back to the Father. You're sitting in this room today, and and uh, you know you're just not piecing it together and can I can't tell you you never will until you know him until you know him see to those who don't know him a lot of this doesn't make sense but when you know him it's vital it's vital and I want to give you an opportunity today Father's Day Father's Day to know him where's Wayno? where's Where's Wayno? Is he in the room? oh the front row look at that front row Wayne, oh, Father's Day 18 years ago. Am I right, Wayne? 18 years ago, walked into this church. Walked into this church, Father's Day 18 years ago, and gave his life to Christ. Absolutely, absolutely has never looked back. See, Wayne lost his father at an early age, didn't you, Wayne? Lost his dad at an early and, and Father's Day was always a day of a bit of pain, a bit of regret, a bit of remorse. He was telling me this morning that now Father's Day is the greatest day because he met his heavenly Father on this day. And he's never looked back. He's never looked back. See, God's got a plan for your life, and it's better than you can imagine, but you'll never know it. You'll never know it until you say, "Amen." Lord, show me. So I'm going to ask you today, if you're sitting here and you don't know Christ as your personal Saviour, and you know, you know, you might think, well, I've been to church a couple of times, something like that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about asking Christ to come into my heart. I want to be born again. I want a brand new start. I don't understand any of this. I don't know any of this. But I know I need it. If I'm truthful to myself, I need this. And I want to give you this opportunity today if you're here and you don't know Christ and something's happening in in you right now. Right now as I look across this room, as you make eye contact with me, you know. You know there's something happening in here right now. Right now that you need to say, yeah, okay. Yep, I'll give you a chance. God, I'll give you, I'll say yes. I'll give you my life. This is your chance. I want to pray for you and I'll do that right now but I need to know who you are. So what I'm going to get you to do, I'm going to get you to raise your hand in just a minute and and then I'll pray for you. Is that okay? If that's you, you know. You know. You know this world's going to custard. You know that. You know this world is going to custard. And if you don't know Him, that's the only pathway you've got. That's That's the only pathway you've got. If you don't know Him, then that's it, that's all you got. But if you know Him, that's a whole nother planet. That's a whole nother opportunity. That's a whole nother life. I promise you, I absolutely promise you, this doesn't work for 93% of the people. This works for 100% of those who say yes and know Him. Where are you? Come on. Put your hand straight up right now. If that's you, let me see your hand and then I'll pray for you. Pray today, come on. That's it, thank you, Doll. Yep. Somebody else? You know, God was on you, girl. I, I just want to tell you that. As I saw you walking, I shook your hand. Do you remember that? Well I shook your hand. God God did something in your heart. Oh, I'm excited about that. Come on, who else is there? Quickly. Let me see, don't miss this God opportunity. This is not just another service. This is the rest of your life. This is a transformation, a brand new start for the rest of your life. Please don't miss this. You may not get another opportunity. That's the truth. That's the truth. Come on, Father's Day 2023. Last time, quickly, thank you, somebody else. Look, I know you hesitate because I know up there, thank you. Thank you, man. Come on, there's, where's, there's three there. Where, where, where's, where's the fourth one? Quickly. Thank you. Thank you, young man. They're all young to me. Come on, who else? Quickly, where are you? Come on, let me see. One more. we got four. We've got Five. So, first person here today. Quickly, you're so valuable to God. You're so valuable to God. The world, the world says you're worthless. The world says that you are just nothing. And God says you are everything. You are everything. And He's got a plan that's going to bring that out of you. Come on, where's number five this morning, quickly? Give me a wave. Over there, thank you, thank you. Any more? Any more? Well, what I want to do, what I want to do, right, I want to pray for you, right? Can I ask you, would you, and and that young lady up there and those the couple over there and it? would you just come down to the front? I, I just want to pray with you right here. Would you leave your seat? Come on down, come on, let's stand to our feet. Put our hands together. Come on, come on down, Maria. There were five. One, two, three. Come on over there darling. Where's, where's that young man? Where's that young man? I'm not gonna embarrass you, I promise. And that young lady, cool. Can I, can I get you just to stand facing me? Is, this, is that okay? We're going to be like five minutes and then we're going to pray and then five minutes you can spend with Kimberly there and get you a Bible, just get you whatever you need to start the journey. Uh, we're here to help you, okay? It doesn't matter. We don't want to know your past. It's got nothing to do with us. Your future is all we're concerned about. Amen. Can you repeat this? you the whole church will repeat this so it makes it a bit easier. Are you ready? Heavenly Father. I come before you now. I want to be clothed with Christ. I want the ring on my finger. I want the sandals on my feet. I want a brand new start. I want to know you as my Saviour. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, put your hands together. Kimberly, would you you go with Kimmy? just five minutes and then you can come back we won't keep you long amen how good is that church we've got uh, something very special for you right now and uh, so I'll hand it over to you guys and um, happy Father's Day thanks for joining us we hope you enjoyed this podcast If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.